Welcome to our brand new show It's not that complicated so listen close We'll go through IMDB Reviewing all of Tom Hanks movies Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank, Hanks Bank Hanks Bank So Jamie, a bear walks into a bar goes up to the bartender and says hey bartender I'll have do I do I have to add to this joke do I have to do I have to write the line of this joke a G&T the bartender okay. says why the big pause he goes I oh. don't know I was born with them ah oh, fuck you what why is that how you want to start this episode? <laughs> what the fuck was that? Uh, Jamie, I want you to know that uh, I'm currently in Canada where bear jokes kill, alright? It's very funny here. <laughs> no, no, it's no, a no. Great joke. No, Al, Al, in Canada, bears kill. <laughs> You've been mishearing people all this time. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Hank's Bank, uh, the show where we chronologically review Tom Hanks' entire IMDb. I'm Jamie Loxon, and with you, as always, is my co host, Al Gillespie. Say hello, Al. Hello, Al. Jamie, I have some problems with this film this week, and we're going to get into them. I have <laughs> okay, lots of Okay, we feelings. will get into it. Um, I have a couple of things. Um, firstly, I have noticed that uh, Jamie's dungeon adventure has, has disappeared from the last few weeks. What, what, what has happened? Have you been writing new material for this Choose Your Adventure I was doing? I have, I have. And, and of course, we were turning into it now. I just thought I was going to move oh, it from good. the cold open, because it was a long cold open, like a really yes. long cold open, uh, to like a post open section. So we okay. begin now. And of I, course I, I, for... I, don't, I think they just refer to that as the show. Um, That's the show. I, don't, I don't think they, they make it down into the cold open. open and then everything else is the post cold open section <laughs> right of course uh, so what, what happened la- to us last time so in last episode of uh dungeons and podcasts with jamie of course you had fallen into a giant pit of uh jello i think oh, or yes, tom hanks rated jello i think uh, you'd gotten like off uh, giant, I think Tom Hanks had came down and spoke to you. I can't remember quite exactly what he said, but you got off. You now find yourself at the bottom of the pit. Uh, do you choose to A, look around, or B, take out your musical instrument? Do I have any more information about what that musical instrument is before I take it out? Um, you can feel in your bag if you want to. And yeah, sure. So you feel into your <laughs> bag. Uh, it's, uh, it's certainly hard. Uh, it's certainly <laughs> musical. I mean, I, I don't know that long. many. I don't know that many soft musical instruments. Uh, <laughs> the are, soft banjo. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my instrument. Okay, it's a flute. Okay, cool. What do you want to do with the flute? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I guess I've gotten it out, so um, I'm going to start swing. Is, wait, is this room dark? Can I see anything? Yeah, you're at the bottom of the pit. Yes, it's dark. Okay, cool. So I'm just going to start swinging my flute wildly to see if I hit anything. You hit a bat in the face. The bat's pissed off. The bat comes over to you and is like, all right, mate, what the fuck was that for? Bit uncalled for. Uh, do you choose to A, reason with the bat, or C, ask the bat to bring its friends? You're going to bring your friends and get into a proper old-fashioned fisticuffs. Well, of course, Al, I uh, reason with the, the bat, and I do that by going, Because I can uh, speak sonar. The the bat response. Ah, I say, oh, sorry, I don't speak that dialect. 
the, the, the bat was impressed by your understanding of uh, sonar languages and uh, shows you a door, which helps uh, lead you through the pit. Uh, you go through the door, and on the other side of the door uh, is a little turtle called Henry. Uh, Henry is uh, actually 120 years old, but in turtle years, that's only five. So he speaks uh, a bit like a baby. Can I can I tell that just by looking at him? Uh, yeah, yeah. He's got a big sign <laughs> behind him which says, uh, I'm 120 <laughs> years old, but of course in turtle years, that means five. And I talk like a baby. And I, I talk like a baby. Okay. Uh, do you want to talk to Henry the turtle or make turtle soup? Uh, I make a point to uh, never uh, interact with any kinds of babies uh, since uh, a a particularly um, traumatic experience in my past that I may get <laughs> into later. Um, so, uh, so I will be making turtle soup. <laughs> you pull out your knife. Henry the turtle starts crying. Oh, I say knife. Oh, oh no. You take the knife and you plunge it in his belly. Ah, I'm a baby turtle. Goes uh, Henry the baby turtle. Don't kill me now. Says Henry the baby turtle, screaming, writhing in pain. He doesn't know what's happening to him. He's never been stabbed in the stomach before. You plunge it through and take out his turtle insides. Oh no, I'm still alive, but it's so painful, says Henry the turtle who can talk. You go nom nom nom, time for some turtle soup. <laughs> now, at this point, you realise that you don't actually know the recipe for turtle soup, so you're going to have to improvise. Do you think the soup is just normal vegetable soup and you have supplies for that, which you brew in the turtle shell, or do you think you need to cook the turtle intestines in the shell, maybe adding in a couple of vegetables? Uh, I'm going to cook the turtle uh, intestines in the shell. Okay, you're, you're boiling this, uh, and, and you kind of realise that not just being a talking turtle, uh, Henry can still talk after his death. I can feel everything. <laughs> it's so painful, sir. Please, chop off my head. Finish me quick. Uh, do you choose to uh, finish off Henry the talking turtle, or do you like hearing his screams? Um, if I finish him off, will this bit end? Yes. Okay, then, yes, I finish him off. <laughs> oh, thank you, sir. As you stamp on his face. That was the Fantastic. end of the turtle. And the end of uh, that chapter, I imagine. Yes. Great, we will be revisiting that, I'm sure. Uh, I like that you um, you noted that it had become quite a long, cold open, uh, and you decided to make it longer and with more dying children. Whoa, whoa, whoa. First of all, it's a giant turtle all right the, you know the, lots of things die which aren't people i would say fine. in an audio medium the effect is rather similar uh first of all a dying baby sounds like wow because babies can't talk even five-year-olds everyone knows that jamie <laughs> have you ever heard a five-year-old speak no uh, yeah I, th- all, I think famously where you grew up in jersey and uh, no one speaks until the age of 12 yeah very importantly um, look jamie let's let's think about this all right albert einstein didn't speak until he was six years old so if you don't speak until you're 12 years old you're clearly twice as smart as albert einstein you dumb dumb everyone in london is speaking coming out of the womb because they all have something to say an opinion about something all right That's i do why hate I to ask because i, I oh, i'm not I, I hate that i have to ask is that a real fact about einstein yeah yeah einstein didn't speak uh, at very least i think of six but it might be an older he was, he was just collecting all of his thoughts in that time. Um, anyway, so I did say I had two things uh, about six minutes ago. Uh, the first <laughs> of them was about Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, and the second one is um, that uh, in these uh, lovely coronavirus times, uh, we are reaching springtime in the year. 
Uh, and <laughs> I don't know if you know this, Al, uh, but I uh, famously suffer from hay fever. And mm. uh, having hay fever in the middle of a fucking pandemic <laughs> is the worst. <laughs> it makes everyone stare at you all the time. And it's very upsetting. Uh, so that's how my week has been. How's your week in Canada been? Uh, no, no, no. I got some questions first about hay fever. Okay. Because I'm thinking about it, right? Have you ever thought you've heard of a North American with hay fever? Or do you think it's just something British people have? Because I don't think I've ever heard anyone from America ever talk about hay fever. Uh, maybe, maybe we are just less resilient to, uh, to the plants. Like a... as, as, as a species in yeah. Britain, we have spent so little time going outside that we developed an inherent aversion to it. Because the only American I can think of is, of course, Miles. But Miles's mum... I think is British, which means he could have the weak gene. So, so you know, this is just supporting my theory that only British people carry this weird weak gene, which makes us allergic <laughs> to grass. It's really uh, odd. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. I, I, I weirdly can't fault your logic. Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. It's, so, outside uh, of um, hay fever logic, uh, what? How's your week been? You uh, okay? Good news. Uh, yeah, oh. you know, I, I found a permanent place uh, oh. to live the rest of the year, which is great. I great. still don't have a job. so you I know, was gonna going to say, with, yeah. You... We're going with that. Turns out, very happy that I saved last year. That was paying off quite well so far this year, which is uh, good. It's good. But yes, we uh, but, but we found a place to stay. Uh, we're moving in with uh, Alyssa's childhood friend, uh, Lindsay, who is oh, a lovely. doctor, a uh, pediatric doctor. So, of course, great for me and great for Terry the Turtle. Uh, should you ever need to be resuscitated? Uh, yeah, and I also hear that uh, living with a frontline worker uh, during a pandemic is is really great advice. Just just <laughs> ideal right. situation to be going right. into. Jamie, let's break it down for a second, okay, Mister Smile over here. First of all, I pick my dollars doctors intelligently. All right. First of all, a child doctor, as we know, children don't get very much coronavirus. It's not too bad for them, alright? It's mainly old people. If I was picking an old person doctor to live with, sure, this would be a problem. Second of all, I don't think they would deal with children, child cases of coronavirus in a children's hospital. I think they would deal with it in a regular hospital, so I'm breaking down all parts of this joke. Third of all, as we know, <laughs> Don't have any coronavirus in Canada. Great. It's <laughs> yeah, like sorted. four people that It's not have a it. problem. Everyone's <laughs> just staying indoors because of the bears. They're all terrified of the bears. Where are the bears? Have they come out yet? Have we performed the ritual sacrifice to honour the bears this year? Who knows? I don't know. I'm terrified of bears. They're everywhere. At the park also, there are signs about coyotes, and I don't know if they're going to eat everyone I love. I can reassure you uh, that coyotes uh, exclusively prey on uh, those that you hate. Uh, they are they are purely an evil um, expunging force in this world. Uh, they might look bad, but that means they go after the bad as well. Are you suggesting that uh, the Roadrunner deserved what he got? Oh yeah, you seen that bitch ass? <laughs> he absolutely had it coming. <laughs> Right, uh, so, Al, uh, we've wasted a good 10 minutes, and we've actually probably got quite a lot to say, as you referenced two minutes into this podcast, so let's mosey on down. Uh, of course, at the top of the show, I say that we are the show that chronologically reviews Tom Hanks' entire MDB, as we are doing, and uh, week on week, probably doing less and less accurately as we start to just skip out credits that we actively can't watch. Uh, I believe this week we skipped a credit, which was, uh, like, a 3D, like... 
things for the la- moon landing or some shit that was shown yeah. in museums, but it's well, on his fucking IMDb count. for that, some reason. Not, yeah, people yeah. put some weird shit on there. And yet, at the same time, what's not on there? How to lose a guy in 10 days? Why is this still happening? I want it, Jamie. I'm in conversations. It's going to happen. And also, that is probably particularly pertinent to this film, considering how Tom Hanks <laughs> appears in this Christ. film. So we Jesus will discuss Christ. that later. Um, but yes, we are the show, The Coronal Activity, just Tom Hanks and Darren Abedib. But there's a whole other load of shit that I'm going to quickly blast through because we don't have time because we have a lot to say about this film. So, of course, there are aliens. Around October 2018, we were walking down the street. We saw a trampoline. Mm. We started bouncing. We got trapped in the air. Oh, shit, what's that? We're in a tractor beam. Oh, we got pulled up bow, by bow, the aliens. Bow. They start speaking a language called Swagheely, which you understood, but I didn't. Mm. And then I stuck a pin in my brain, so then I understood it. Of course, everyone knows this. Um, they told us that they're from the United States of Space and that they a planet called uh, Flomatron 8, and it's leaving a Travid Tramon, activated... Uh, Article 66, um, by uh, activate by flexing his guns and saying, We out, bitches. We started the process of flex it, which was the uh, process of the Flomatron 8 leaving. I've done this way better before. I've worked myself into a corner you, here. You started um, great, and then it was yeah, energy. I've, 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 I've fallen off a cliff, let's be honest. Let's pick it back up. So, um, Flomatron 8, it's trying to leave the United States of space. And we're chatting about, well, I'm chatting about that with the aliens, you know, shooting the shit, going back and forth. You've gone off. You've gone, I believe the quote is, full Anakin Sky. Skywalker on a bunch of baby Yodas. What? Yes. Is that the real baby Yodas? No, it's just the children form of these aliens just happen to look like baby Yodas. So you, you're, you know go on creating a full-on uh, masker there and then I have to use mm-hmm. my uh, magic powers to bring them back to life. Oh, yeah. Of course, famously, the specific school of magic that I uh, bring does not bring them back with any of their memories. Mm-hmm. So they were brought back uh, at the full size of around eight years old or whatever. How old were these baby Yodas? I don't think we've ever discussed that. Um, I think baby Yoda's like 50. Uh, 50. 50 okay cool the uh we brought up the <laughs> i brought back to life these uh 50 year old baby yodas but they had the brain capacity of a zero year old so there is a whole generation of baby yodas who are about 50 years behind in their mental development um so it's going to have some uh, significant effects on the demographics of this species going forward anyway it doesn't matter weirdly the aliens didn't really care that much that we did all that like i brought them back to life so they were like oh yeah that's chill don't worry this happens all the time um by the way uh yeah so if you could um Oh, I forgot the whole other point of it is that they wanted someone to replace Flomatron 8 uh, mm. and they're going around the galaxy so they came to us and we have to prove our worst of them we decided to show them Tom Hanks movies but we quickly had a look through his IMDb and realised oh fuck most of these are not very good so we're going to take a hot minute go through chronological reviews of the entire IMDb and decide on the Hanks Bank the collection of movies and TV shows we're going to show to the aliens to prove our words to join the United States of Space and of course the last little piece of information that we always have to include is that they are going to blow up the planet if we do not prove our words to them so these are pretty high stakes that's true uh, I, 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 you know I was listening to you I was listening to you all the way through <laughs> yeah you definitely right, didn't right, no, definitely no. didn't tune out uh, right, right and until, I, right. I didn't get bored of listening to no, myself either but but uh, right up until the point where you refer to the baby Yodas as having the mental capacity of a zero year old and I cannot get the image away from my head of you uh, like in a sh- like a in like a supermarket with a baby Bjorn on and someone comes up and goes oh how old is he or she and you being like it's a zero year old <laughs> yeah no no I, I uh, refuse to acknowledge months no yeah uh, here's the thing um, I think months are fine right up until one and then you say they're a one year old when you're like they're 18 months I don't care I really don't nah, care bullshit. just um, six also, months sure Eight zero months, years sure. we're, we're, 
with this podcast without knowing uh, we are actually bringing up all sorts of things we're going to reference later this this podcast i can already tell it's going to have a bunch of callback jokes because i'm going to bring up that zero year old thing <laughs> in about four minutes time <laughs> anyway so yeah that's what's going on in this podcast so this week we are reviewing cars the uh, pixar movie cars from 2005 of course when we uh, discuss these movies we give you a little bit of historical context and oh it's not from 2005 it's from 2006 apologies um Either way, when we uh, discuss these films, we give you a little bit of historical context about what was going on in the world when this came out, and then we give you a little bit of background knowledge about the film itself. Now, the reason I said 2005 is that this film does come out in 2006, but none of his films, except for that weird uh, moon landing one, came out in 2005. So I'm giving you historical context about 2005 because, of course, I couldn't I wouldn't want anyone to listen to this podcast all the way through and just not mm. know what happened in 2005. Oh, that would be God. unfair. Thank God. Uh, so I'm going to leave 2006 for you next week when I believe we're reviewing. Uh, it's not Angels and Demons. Uh, da Vinci. Code. Oh, it's Da Vinci. Jesus Christ. It's da yeah. Vinci Code. Exciting times. Times. Great actor. <laughs> so 2005 let's go what other films came out in 2000 well not other films just what films came out in 2005 uh you had the king kong reboot remember that one with jack black uh, where we thought he might be like a serious one. actor for a little bit like yeah it's pretty good the peter jackson one it's about four hours king kong doesn't oh, turn up like until about three quarters of the way yeah. through it's great <laughs> Um, we have uh, Batman Begins beginning the Nolan uh, Batman trilogy War of the Worlds that film what Tom uh, Cruise just runs for two hours Mm -hmm. Uh, Brokeback Mountain uh, Star Wars Revenge of the Sith and Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire all came out in 2005 some quick questions do we think all these films would have been better with Tom Hanks in Uh, which film Uh, I think think, uh, he'd he'd make a mean King Kong no 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 here's my (laughs) suggestion right you know end of the movie King Kong's dead the biplanes have shot them down and, uh, of course, you, someone in the crowd goes, oh, the bunny plane's really got him. And Tom Hanks walks out and goes, no, t'was beauty that killed the beast. How great would that be <laughs> with all that gravitas, without Joe Black, with Tom Hanks bringing that energy in there? Fantastic. Of course, we then moved on to, uh, what was the next film you mentioned? Batman you Begins. Batman Begins. What about Tom Hanks' Batman? He's got the jawline, huh? Tom Hanks' Batman. <laughs> Fantastic. Okay. Tom okay. Hanks is Harry Potter. Tom, he's just going around being like... <laughs> Fully grown old man, Tom exactly. Hanks. Conversely, I do think Tom Hanks would have been great in War of the Worlds. Like, I know he's not an action star, but I think he would have been pretty good at the Tom Cruise role. Oh, I, you know, actually, who I actually think he would have played, and I can't remember who does play it, but the uh, crazy guy in the yeah. bunker, yeah. Uh, Tom Hanks would have fucking murdered that role. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, songs that Tom Hanks would have sung better. Uh, Feel Good Inc. by Gorillaz. Uh, <laughs> Beverly Hills by Weezer. <laughs> Speed of Sound by Cal- uh, Coldplay. Don't Funk With My Heart by Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. the Tom Hanks cover of that song would be amazing. Um, Hung Up by Madonna and Bad Day by Daniel Powter. Now, my main thing uh, that I uh, did, I, I'm not bothering, I can't be bothered to edit this so i know in the past i've gone through those songs sure. and you know you've had a, a little bit of the song fuck that you know what these songs sound like um but what i did note uh when going through this and looking up songs from 2005 i feel like only like 12 songs come out in a year like i went through mm. that and i was like how many of these songs have i heard of and like i may still listen to yeah i feel like music a lot less music survives than we would think whereas new music comes out in a year like mm. every you know, you, you you go through a year and new music comes out. That whole yeah. album's come out and it's great. And then in like 10 years, you remember like four of them. My my question is, should we start for each of these podcasts just listening to the uh, full album of Now That's What I Call Music from that year? Should we go, should we start listening to Now That's What I Call Music 68 so we can know exact, just exactly what uh, Tom Hanks might be listening to back in 2006? 
Yes, because what I want from this podcast is more to do. Right. Yes, I would <laughs> forget things... to do it. You would do it. <laughs> but be like, for yeah. God's sake, yes. Fair enough. Um, other things that happened in 2005. Uh, Bush started his second term, having beaten John Kerry. Mm-hmm. Uh, Doctor Ooh. Who is revived with Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper. Uh, the first YouTube video is uploaded. Do you know what the title of that first YouTube video is? Is it someone at a zoo? Yes, it's like Day at the Zoo or something like that. Yes. And it's just a video of one of the uh, like engineers on YouTube that just filmed it, yeah. uh, of his day at the zoo. Um, Live 8, the concert organised by Bob Geldof as a sequel to Live Aid, yeah, um, came that. out. Um, I, 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 you know, I could have done more research uh, and figured out. For some reason in my mind, Live 8 definitely was in 2008 because that's why it was called Live 8. Why was it called Live 8 if it wasn't I in 2008? Th- I think it was because there were eight continents. I think. <laughs> I, th- I honestly think that might be the reason. Aren't there seven continents? <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's, let's do the best thing we've ever done on this podcast. Let's list the continents. Right. So right, we've got right, uh, right. we've got oh, Europe, God. obviously, North America, yeah. South America, yeah. uh, Asia, mm-hmm. uh, Australasia, or whatever you want to call it. That's Oceania. five. O- Oceania. Um, You've then got Antarctica and the Arctic. Is the Arctic even a continent? So so then then it's six. No, it's more than that because there's definitely seven. It's north. Oh, Africa! I forgot Africa. Ah, Fuck. (laughs) Said every white man for the past four hundred (laughs) years. I forgot Africa. (laughs) Do you want to hear why it's like called Live Aid? Okay. Why? Because it was a string of benefit concerts. This is from Wikipedia that took place on the second of July two thousand five in the G eight states. Okay, that makes more and sense. And South Africa, which means that it's more than eight. It's fine. <laughs> but I would like to make it clear that I did know how many continents there were, and you did not. Hey, there I was were seven continents. Off- whoa, whoa, you were confused. You thought there were I six. May have you thought for- there were six. <laughs> I may have forgotten Africa, but when I said there aren't eight, I said there's seven. So clearly I did know there was Africa. <laughs> I just forgot about it for half a second. My brain has a lot of cars-related information in it, okay? It's shoved out some other information, yeah, including yeah, the existence that, of Africa. That's how Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, moving on. Uh, Angela Merkel becomes uh, Chancellor for the first time. Did you know Angela Merkel had been Chancellor for 15 years? Yeah. That one long, long time. held on to power for a long time. Yeah, and she held on for it for a little bit longer in 2005. Because there was a leap second in 2005. Everyone knows that we have leap days every four years, but due to the actual uh, speed of the spinning of the Earth, it's not exactly 24 hours uh, off that we need to uh, switch it every four years. So there is also a leap second. This leap second was the first in, I believe, like 30 years or something like that. The last one was in the 80s. Um, uh, Prince Harry gets papped uh, wearing a Nazi uniform. Uh, But, you know... Oh, you know, who who didn't dress up as a Nazi when they were 20? Come on, oh, leave them alone. Hey, Jamie, um, remember that time when uh, we got really rowdy and the police came over to your house because people were singing Hamilton too much? Yeah, the same thing, <laughs> the same thing. Pretty much. Um, and what town did that happen in, Alexander? St. Andrews. And that's also important to 2005 because Prince William graduates from St. Andrews in 2005. Um, a whole... Six years before I would attend, but oh. I will still hold on to that connection. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. Sorry, if, and if, a little uh, Jamie, you can hold on to that if North Point, the cafe, still holds on to it yes. and has a sign in the window. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Will and Kate met here, brackets yeah. for coffee. Coffee is great. It was, it was, it was mildly funny the first time I read it. 
Not funny the other 900 oh, times. Oh, come on. I love Northway so much. Anyway, that's a little St. Andrew's humour there for yeah, most of for my the, for, I mean, yeah, most of my friends. Um, and, of course, Tony Blair and Labour get re-elected in 2005. Dun, dun, now, dun, I would like to say, dun, Alexander, dun. you in the past have uh, yeah. constantly talked about... Um, wait, I want to pause. Why did you just do that? Why did you just go... Dun, 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 dun? What did that have to do with Labour and getting re-elected? Oh, I think it's the president music, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I'm fairly And also sure. wedding music. Um, yes. So it yeah, it's nothing of, you know, to do with Labour and Prime me, Minister. Made me think of the last time Labour actually got elected into anything where they could do anything <laughs> helpful. You know, as it turns out, getting elected is really important to being able to do stuff. Sorry, yeah, I'm weird that. Um, no, it's fine. Um, uh, yes, uh, and I would like to say, Alexander, in the past when you've done historical context, um, I have made a point to say that you don't need to include, uh, that you've always said that, you know, history is terrible and bad things always yes. happen. And and I've always made the point that, you know, you can just not include them. Yes. And I would like to magically point out that I managed to talk about 2005 for 10 minutes and not mention the London bombings and not mention Hurricane Katrina. Look, it can be done, Alexander. I thought Katrina was in 2004. Nope, 2005. Huh, I can't count. Right, uh, so that is all my fun facts about the year 2005, the year which this film did not come out. It came out in the middle of 2006, but that's irrelevant. So uh, <laughs> what fun facts have you got about Cars, the 2006 movie? I mean, yes, look, the kind of fun facts I have about Cars are kind of, uh, you know, I think they're definitely interesting. I think it was originally talked to come out before The Incredibles. So uh, the kind of idea for it came around A Bug's Life, so really early on in the kind of Pixar process. It was meant to be originally a kind of, I think the first draft of the script was like an ugly duckling style scenario about like a yellow, I think it's called a yellow car or something. And then went from there, kind of built out. Um, I think they were originally going to do it before, no, sorry, got pushed for Toy Story 2. They ended up working on it. I think it came out after The Incredibles. Uh, and Yeah, uh, Incredibles is 2004. Yes, uh, were ended up being co-directed by uh, is by John Laster and then, but I, th- I believe, um, oh Christ, what's he called? Uh, 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 See, this is why I I know. Yeah, this is why notes are good. <laughs> um, oh Christ, it's dedicated Joe Raft. Sorry, he was the film's co-director and co-writer. Who also, I believe, did the voice for Wheezy, uh, the squeaky, squeaky Wheezy, the wee little penguin in Toy Story Two. Yeah. Who died in a car crash during the film's production? Um, oh. The film was the first. Uh, Pixar movie to get pushed into a summer release mainly because they wanted to sell the DVDs later in uh, for Christmas, which makes a lot of sense. Um, but led some people to think that Pixar were looking to move away from their their distribution deal with uh, Disney. Uh, that didn't end up happening. Instead, uh, Disney ended up buying Pixar for I think it was like four billion or something like that, like like a lot of money, um, which is kind of interesting. Actually, interestingly, uh, Disney ended up paying more for Pixar than they did for Star Wars. Um, which wow. is, is interesting, but I think like makes sense when you think that like what you're getting with Pixar is like an entire company which have made several billion dollar movies. Whereas even at that point, like obviously Star Wars makes a like a lot of money, but in terms of what you're getting, really you're getting the IP, and then you're probably bringing in your own people to work on that stuff. Whereas Pixar is a dedicated team of people which you're getting in the acquisition, so that makes sense. Um, uh, some other fun facts. I mean, it, basically the way it came about. After that, you know, John Laster um, went on a road trip with his family uh, for two weeks, came back and was like, we're doing cars, and uh, proceeded to go around and just look at a lot of cars, learn a lot about cars. 
you know go through Route 66, obviously, which is a main, which is a big feature of the uh, movie. I think similar to what you're going to see later in Up and stuff, um, a lot of the animators went on expeditions where they went on road trips and all that kind of thing to get a kind of sense of it. That sort of becomes part of the uh, the Pixar. Um, methodology when they're making these films there's a lot of like references by going to places uh, and kind of building out from there um the film made about 453 million dollars uh but the film made about 10 billion in toy sales in the next five years so that's where that's why when you wonder why does cars have two sequels uh it's because it made a shit ton of money it made more like those kind of toy sales are more than i think Pixar has ever made before or since in terms of associated sales, and it's very much like that's the kind of money you're looking at, like Star Wars and Marvel, kind of franchise, like associated sales with that. Um, as it turns out, young boys like cars, and therefore will buy. Parents will buy a lot of uh, cars. Jamie, do you like cars growing up? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember specifically like I. I don't remember liking the movie Cars, but sure. I like cars. Yeah, they go vroom vroom. <laughs> It's great. I had a lot. I had a lot of car-based toys. This is very difficult to discuss. Whether I'm when I'm discussing, I don't have car Disney Pixar cars uh, toys, but I had sure. car cars. I had yeah. cars. I like them. They go. They go boop boop. And those <laughs> are my fun facts. So let's talk about this um, goddamn nonsense film, Jamie. Wait, before we do that, should we just talk about a couple of the uh, stars in it? So obviously we've got oh sure yeah uh, Owen Wilson in it. Owen uh, we've got Helen Hunt. Hunt. No, I don't think not, Bonnie it. Hunt. Bon- Bonnie Hunt. Bonnie Hunt. Yeah, Helen Hunt is Bonnie in Hunt. Um, The Incredibles. Yes, uh, Bonnie Hunt uh, plays the love interest. Uh, Paul Wilson plays Lightning McQueen. Paul Mc- Newman plays the old doc. Uh, do- old car Doc. Um, and there's oh, a couple of people. Larry, Larry the Cable Guy. Do you know who <laughs> Larry, Larry the Cable, cable guy, guy is? Is is his surname the Cable Guy? I'm confused by how you get associated. Like this, that's like Tyler the Creator style stuff. Yeah, but, um, it was. Ba- it was. It's a character that he he. Did, that was his stand-up character. He just went sure. by Larry the Cable Guy, um, and was re- weirdly like. I mean, quite famous, but not uh, the in the market of people who would then go and watch Pixar films. So yeah. it was an odd acquisition. Although, of course, he uh, fits the uh, part yeah, very well. Right. Although now Tiger King has come out, and I can't but help but think he sounds yep. exactly like Joe Exotic. So. John Ratzenberg is in it. That's going to come up importantly for the end of the film. Yeah, um, uh, he plays oh, uh, Marv. The very um, interestingly, I think truck. you and I will have seen uh, two different. Though there will have been a difference in the version you and I saw. So, I I was wondering. I saw the two credits for Harv yeah. the agent. Right? Did you have so the, yeah? So Harv the agent. In the US, it's played by Jeremy Piven, and in the UK, it's played by Jeremy Clarkson. It's played by Jeremy Clarkson. Did yeah. you? So, in your version, did it have Jeremy Clarkson in it? It did. That is fascinating. Uh, I oh, do not so have we Clarkson. literally watched. Oh, oh, you missed out. He. Okay, we'll get to it. Yeah. No, fuck it. Then we won't discuss it in the film. But sure. yeah. So, because um, uh, it's not relevant to the plot that much. But yeah, I, I saw the two credits, and I was like thinking, like, did he change halfway through? That makes sense. Why is it Jeremy Piven? Does he have a particular link to cars? Uh, Obviously, Jeremy Clarkson playing the agent makes sense. He's top gear and yeah. whatever. But I, anyway, how is Jeremy Piven as the agent? Uh, he's fine. You know, nothing nothing particular. Jeremy nothing. Clarkson is great. Is he's he? so good in this film. Like, shockingly good. I think genuinely might be one of my favorite performances in the film. Like, he's he, he firstly, of course, suits the character really well. But like, 
I give him a lot of credit for clearly not phoning it in. Like Jeremy Clarkson is an, I guess you could argue he's in entertainment, so he yeah. would know. But like, he's not an actor, and no, he's like not he re- he really like he adds a lot of character to that to that voice. Um, that is so interesting. Holy shit. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, we won't talk about Jeremy Clarkson anymore. Uh, but also as someone who. Uh, unashamedly loves Top Gear. Um, I absolutely adored that section. Um, anyway, so yeah, let's talk about Cars. Uh, we, but I hope most people will see or know Cars, but also I the plot. Ha- hadn't seen Cars before. Okay, well, either way, the plot doesn't have a lot that no, happens no. to it, even though this film is so, one hour and 56 minutes, oh, making Christ. it the second longest Pixar film. I was so angry mm-hmm. when I learned this, that Cars... Is the second longest Pixar film. What is the longest? One hundred and sixteen minutes. Uh, Incredibles two, uh, which is one hundred and eighteen minutes. So it's only two minutes longer, but also that makes sense. Like that's that's one of their much bigger franchises. But like huge, huge yeah. cult here. This is fucking cars. It's made to sell fucking toys. It's... It doesn't need to be two fucking hours. Yeah, oh, we'll um, come back. So to that. let's let's run through this plot. There's a car who need has a need a need for speed. His name is Lightning Lightning McQueen. Who named him that? I don't know. We'll get to this later. He's out the Piston Cup. It's the final for the Piston Cup. What's the Piston Cup? It's basically NASCAR. And guess what, guys? He doesn't have a driver. That's right. These cars are sentient. They are alive. They like to race for God knows what reason. Everyone loves to watch it. Everyone's watching. There's a giant stadium full of cars. How big does that mean this stadium has to be? Who knows? We'll get onto that later, guys. We're going through this quickly. They're going through. Pit, uh, turns out Lightning McQueen, he doesn't treat his pit crew nice. He doesn't like his pit crew. His pit crew don't really yeah. care about him. He um, he he like he doesn't have a um, pit crew chief or whatever, so he just likes to think he's an independent guy. He doesn't need their help at all. Yeah. He's racing around. He's tied with two other people going into this last race, which are... Uh, chick. Old chick. Chick. Chack. Chick. Chuck. Chick. Chick. It's Chick. Um, who, who is the guy who's perennially come second and mm-hmm. always wants to, and is looking to push on sure. to his career. Uh, and then the the guy from Dinosaurs, whatever. Uh, he's called the King. Um, so Chick the is King. played by Michael Keaton and um, the oh, King. Oh, Michael Keaton? Yeah. And the King is done by, I think, an actual NASCAR driver. Who oh, I cool. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, the King is the guy who's won shitloads of awards and he's in his last season these guys are all tied coming into the final race so whoever wins this race will win sure um uh, stakes yeah there's there's stakes uh lightning mcqueen he's going around he doesn't uh come in he doesn't get his tires changed he just keeps on he's running and gunning he's just going he's miles no, out in front Jamie, he's coming around he's gonna be the first I, ever rookie I, to win the piston cup in his first quickly, season. quickly i know we said we're gonna do this quickly um i don't uh drive but can you just go on the same tires forever uh, no, no, weirdly uh, not, and 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 weirdly they set that up. They say, oh, he's he's just got, he's not going to change the tires, and then he comes into his last lap, uh, and uh, <laughs> one of his tires goes, <laughs> another of his tires goes. He tries to crawl his way to the finish line, and oh, he just gets uh, there with his tongue. He sticks, he sticks out his, his tongue, tongue out. and it's it's a photo finish, and yeah. so they're exactly the same. But there's a little bit of character. Clearly, this guy's an arrogant prick, Owen Wilson. Mm-hmm. He when they say to make the announcement they say for the first time ever and then he bursts through he goes a rookie wins the piston cup and actually turns out for the first time ever it's a dead heat everyone's tied and then yeah. the other guys come forward and go oh, that was a, that wasn't the best later but that was pretty embarrassing for you <laughs> um uh, yeah uh, he he has a um a, a uh, catchphrase it is ka-chow. Ka-chow. <laughs> it's a terrible catchphrase no it's a bad um, catchphrase 
Um, um, he's yeah, sponsored so, by Rusty's. Rusty's are basically yeah. like the hick brand. They just kind of help Rusty cars get yeah, more and wheelie. Because because he was a rookie, like he just got, didn't get a big brand deal. So they were the people that gave him his first start. Uh, but he clearly already hates them and thinks he's yeah. too big time for them uh, when he has to go and, and speak at an event for them. It's announced that there's going to be a week, uh, a new, <laughs> in an absurd turn of events where in like four minutes they have decided the way they're going to solve yeah. this entire season of this thing that has never happened before is they're going to have another race in California yeah. on the other side of the country. They just unilaterally make that decision. The king is um, also like, yeah, they're going to be another race. Uh, the king is like, you need to treat your crew better. If you don't treat, it doesn't actually be like this, but I'm going to pretend everyone in this movie does. If you don't treat your crew better, you'll never be a success. And uh, to which Lanny doesn't really listen and imagines himself with all that sweet, sweet dino money. Yeah. Um, uh, we also learned that uh, through the Rusty's men that he doesn't have any um, headlights, headlights, that his headlights are just stickers. Um, that weirdly is an important plot point that comes back later. Sure. So Marv, played by John Ratzenberg, is his... Um, no, Marv truck. is the agent. What's no, the Harv called? is the agent. I think he's called like... Harv is the agent. He's Whatever. Called, the truck. Uh, the truck played the truck. by John Ratzenberg um, is uh, due to take him across. Mac, thank you. It's due to take him across the country. So he gets in the car. He has a little conversation with Harvey's agent, who is either played by Jeremy Bivin or Jeremy Clarkson, uh, saying like, "Yeah, hey, yeah, you're great. I didn't watch, but whatever. Yeah, that's sweet. Okay, cool. Let's get across to California, mm-hmm. and you can uh, maybe start to meet. It's like Dinotech, who are the people who sponsor sure. um, the King, and clearly he wants to get that money, get those uh, stars, fly in the helicopter, all that sort of shit, because he's an arrogant wanker." Sure. And so he's they're about to pull into a pit stop. He's like, yeah, cool. I need to sleep. Um, uh, and he's like, no, you don't. We're going through to California all night long. Let's go. And he's like, that's breaking the law. He's like, I don't care. Um, so he tries to drive through the night, but oh, he thought, he's like, oh, I'll stay awake with you. It's fine. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I am amazed, Alexander. I was about to do it for no reason, but we've made it 38 minutes into this podcast about a film with Owen Wilson in it. And neither of us have said Wow. wow. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so yeah, um, he falls asleep. Uh, Owen Wilson falls asleep, and so the car, the truck starts to fall asleep as well. And then some I don't really know. Some bad boys show up. Yeah, right. some bad boys. I don't really know what they're supposed to be parodying. Obviously, like there's lots of cars that are supposed yeah. to parody other kinds of cars. So like the like motorhomes just parody like NASCAR yeah. supporters and whatever. Um, but yeah, these these trucks with like neon lights underneath and playing music and whatever. They're meant um, to be criminals, all right? They're meant to be the guys from the <laughs> Fast and the Furious. Did you not see their NOS? All right, Jamie? They ah, did yes, a double NOS injection. Um, and so they notice that this truck is falling asleep. And so for some reason, they decide to play lullabies to yes. make him fall asleep further. Because they want him to die. Uh, yes, absolutely. They're they, boys, they, they, in, in this lovely film uh, for children, uh, there yeah. is a murder plot. Um, hey, and Jamie, so, we've mentioned it before, but it's a little thing called stakes, all right? It's a little thing yeah. called stakes. <laughs> Life or death. Uh, so... Lightning McQueen falls out the back of the truck. He tries to catch up with the truck. He can't do it. He gets, he gets up going. He gets lost. He ends up trying to speed through and try to catch up to the truck, at which point a uh, police car tries to stop him. Uh, because in this world where everyone is Drums. cars yeah. and everyone is cars, there is apparently still a speed limit. Yes. So now, it, I talked to Anissa about this, this <laughs> which makes no sense, and none of this movie makes any sense, and I will get to this, but importantly, this is the equivalent of there being a law that stops you running too fast. Running too fast. That makes no sense. How does that make any sense? Uh, well, and you know you know who would definitely uh, apparently uh, break that law all the time? 
Britney Spears, who recently claimed she could run the 100 metres in six seconds. (laughs) Anyway, um, so yes, he uh, gets chased by the police. Um, He also then, uh, the police car starts backfiring and Lightning McQueen goes, oh no, he's shooting at me, which also confirms the existence of guns in the Cars universe. It oh, makes also, no sense. How do they hold them? That makes no sense. You want to ask, does it make sense, Jamie? California. He's traveling to California. How can there be a California, Jamie? You might be asking yourself, unless people came from Europe to colonize America. Does that make any sense? No, it makes no sense. How did they colonize? Was it did cars come and colonize America? Have co- it, the year 1952 is referenced. That means 1952 <laughs> was a thing. How could 1952 be a thing, Jamie? Unless Jesus was born. Unless we will Jesus come back was to all born, of this. Jamie, uh, <laughs> was there a car, okay. Jesus? We'll find out later. So anyway, um, please catch it. Yeah, we we also know that California exists because there is a Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger car, uh, <laughs> along with a Jay Leno limo car called Jay Limo. Anyway, yeah. so he uh, he gets chased he by the police. The... He ends up in a town called Radiator Springs. He gets caught onto a uh, fence, which then gets caught onto a statue. He tries to escape with the statue. The statue tears up the rain road in the town, and then he gets caught by the police. Next morning. Now, firstly, I would like to say, obviously, we belabor the point, but you've heard how much has happened in this film. So far, there's been a race. He's then driven to California, got lost, and ended up in Radio Springs. We are 30 minutes into this fucking film. 30 minutes to get through, like, the first half of Act 1. I I find it very funny that... I'm going to say maybe 15 minutes ago, Jamie was like, we're not going to get through this real quick. The plot's going to be real quick. Uh, Okay, we will. Sure, sure, sure. Give give me a chance. Give me a chance, Chief. Give me a chance. All right, sure. I mean, He's I don't up, trust you ever, sure. ever, ever. The judge shows up. Judge's doc. Doc's like, you can fuck off. We don't want you in this town. Go. Lawyer lady shows up. She's a sexy Porsche. Sexy Porsche lady is like, you need to fix that road. Doc's like, ah, crap. And then they make him fix the road. How are they going to do that? They're going to attach him to this big old steam rolling tar back. Bessie. Betty. Now, Betty. I, I hate, I, you, I will pause you. You are doing really well, but we will. But another thing about this is that in every fucking every fucking car in this film fucking talked and is sentient except for Bessie, Bessie except for Bessie Bessie is also a kind of vehicle but it's not sentient it's kind of like how Pluto exists in a universe where there's a bunch of talking animals except Pluto is still a fucking dog oh Jeremy we're gonna we're gonna get more complicated than this don't worry this is gonna show up anyway he starts going down the road he wants to do it really fast he does it really fast he does it badly also importantly, he meets his other car cool mate. It's played by Larry the Cable Guy, and he speaks a bit like this. Yeah, and he's a truck who's all rusty, but he's a he's a humble uh, boy. I love America. I would like to say that we are not mocking anyone with this accent. We are no. just mocking the film. Yeah, very important. Oh, also, I need to reference IMDb for uh, what is maybe the most hilarious uh, trivia piece I've ever seen in my life, uh, which is when Lightning tells Rusty and Dusty that he doesn't need headlights because the track is always lit. Rusty replies, yeah, well, so's my brother, but he still needs headlights. This means that he's a drunk driver. When Lightning <laughs> leaves, Rusty and Dusty both yell, don't drive like my brother. This is another reference to drunk driving. I like that someone <laughs> spent time adding this yeah. to the trivia section. Um, and apparently this the only- has drunk driving references. Yeah, the only other important uh, character that we meet is luigi who is an italian mechanic uh (laughs) luigi is an italian mechanic alongside his sidekick oh absolutely i love luigi i will i will stand him till i die um and he's a mechanic uh the main point about him is that he loves ferraris uh he loves like european supercars and then he looks down on this guy because he's a fucking nascar driver which i fully 
fucking agree with. Now it's called shit. Because, like, oh my god, like, because we can all agree that, like, when F1 cars exist, or Le Mans, like, even when Le Mans exist, why do you need NASCAR? Like, both those things are so much better than NASCAR. NASCAR's dumb. Americans, please write in and tell me why anyone listens to NASCAR. It's just people going around a racetrack 500 times and you sit there the entire day and you watch it. But then again, what if these cars were sentient? What if these cars were sentient to go kill us all? Anyway, moving on. He does the road. He does the road badly. He tries to do it really quickly. He kind of actually makes the road worse as he's trying to kind of pave over his mistakes. Everyone's like, no, you got to do it again, you asshole. He's like, I'm not going to do it again. You don't want to fix it. Doc's like, all right, let's have a race. Lightning's like, uh, I'm a race car, motherfucker. Do you want to do this? And Doc's like, yeah. You're an old man. Uh, old men no go quick, dum-dum. Except you're a car. That's how that car, like plenty of old cars are still fast. <laughs> yeah, which also means, and this is confusing, does cars eventually becoming faster mean evolution happens quicker in this car world? Nobody knows. Who is building the cars? Where did they come from? Do are they born from trunks? Is that what happens? How do they poop out babies? Nobody knows. It's confusing. Anyway, getting back to the matter at hand. Lightning goes no, down the track. Or the mater at hand. <laughs> Jokes. Lightning Sorry. goes down the track really fast on the dirt road. Is he used to dirt roads? No. He turns, he falls off the edge. Uh, Doc goes along and is like, well, I've beaten you because you can't turn on dirt roads. And ends at the end. So Lightning needs to finish off the track. Um, that kind of happens as that goes through. I, I, I would like to, again. I, I, you, you, you can power through this plot, and I will pause sure. you at points yeah, which yeah. I want to discuss. Uh, uh, this uh, around this point, I don't know if it's actually at this point, but my absolute favorite joke in the entire film happens where there's an old lady car, uh, and so um, Lightning yeah. McQueen is is uh, doing the road, and he's muttering uh, to himself. Uh, and the old lady go, goes, if you keep talking to yourself, everyone will think you're crazy. Ermos and goes, hey, great tip. And she goes, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking great joke. I loved it. It's a very good joke. Um, some other stuff kind of happens on this point. We're going to just kind of cover some of it broadly. Uh, it turns out sexy Porsche car. Uh, is trying to kind of help revive the town. Some uh, tourists come by because they're trying to drive through. They come off the interstate. They're trying to get back onto the interstate. Everyone's trying Played to sell them stuff. Played by Richard Kind, who I think we've seen like nine times now in various Richard Tom Hanks Kind, films. yes, who was definitely in uh, uh, Elvis. Elvis left, has left the building. And yeah. who I kept getting confused with Richard Pryor. Anyway. Yeah. Um, in the episode they, that never came out. Yes. They, oh yeah, good point. And they <laughs> uh, uh, go on through. They don't really care. Um, the side thing's happening is like uh, Lightning who still hates the town who hates everything is, thinks he's too good for this place uh, goes out with Mater Mater's told to look after him they tip some trucks we have to get to this briefly and understand it but guess what guys trucks are cows in this universe how does uh, this tractors. Tractors, tractors, tractors are cows in this universe how does this make any sense what defines the sentience the intelligence of these animals they have internal combustion engines they're just another form of a car but apparently some cars just are move. animals and some cars are people and how does this make sense yeah, so uh, they they tip tip the cars in what is actually quite fun. Uh, Mater goes and 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 beeps, and then and then the car goes and the tractor trips over backwards on its wheels. And then uh, it but they, yeah, and then it falls. <laughs> Sorry, yes, that key piece of high humor that I forgot. Um, uh, but he's also said, "Oh, but keep a, keep an eye out for Freddy or whatever his name is." And turns out Freddy is a harvester. Uh, he chases them uh, out of town, uh, and uh, he has a nice little chat with Mater about like. Oh yeah, no. I went, I'll I'll get you a, a ride in a helicopter when I when I get back. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, and uh, he then goes to have a chat with the Porsche lady, and she's like, you know, he really cares about you. Like, you you shouldn't just say those things if you don't actually mm-hmm. mean them. 
and that's basically the it's setup almost like he's being kept his there against his will but sure um, <laughs> uh, the other kind of main things at this point, uh, he finds out Doc was a former winner of the uh, Piston Cup three times, called the Hudson called Hornet. The Hudson Hornet, yeah. Um, but eventually he crashed, uh, and when he came back from recovery, uh, basically no one wanted him to race anymore. The kind of the circuit had moved on, and therefore he resents all race cars forever and ever and ever. Yeah, uh, he's also been, uh, he tries to teach him that uh, in order to get past on this dirt road, uh, you need, when you're trying to turn left, you should turn right. Yeah. Um, and and like McQueen's like, oh, that makes no fucking sense. I mean, I'm a car driver, but I don't understand the concept of drifting. Um, mm. And uh, so he tries it once and fails, yeah. but now he's like, oh, but you're actually, but wait, no, now you're actually useful to me. I'll teach yeah. me everything. Yeah. And he's like, no. Um, with the sexy car lady, he goes on a drive with her. He's, he's paving the road all the way through this. They go on a kind of drive around. She talks to him about the history of Route 66 and how like the interstate has killed a lot of the uh, a lot of the businesses on that kind of side. They go up to... Um, he, I think she says, have you ever just driven? And he's like, no, which makes sense because he's a race car, but sure. Um, and they, you know, they go around. It's very nice. They go up to this big overlook and she talks about how she came from L.A. Getting confusing. Who built Los Angeles if there weren't immigrants? This is so confusing. Were there Native <laughs> American cars? Was this a thing? Was there a genocide of Native American cars? I cannot know this because we know within this universe that different like races of car exist. Like People have accents. Clearly, like there are some kind of like national identities, which means presumably a genocide happened at some point, but who knows? <laughs> um, you looked very excited for a second when I mentioned Route 66. Yes, so... Yes, so we get into uh, the section of the film, I'm not sure how I feel about, uh, where they start talking, she starts talking about how the town changed and how, oh, back in the 50s, um, it all was better. Uh, yeah, and yeah. so we, we get we get a view of like how like the town used to be a small town that was off a main route, but like people would come through and they would visit the local businesses sure. and it'd be great but then they built a big huge interstate a few um miles over and so people stopped visiting the town and the town fell into disrepute now that sequence if sort of taken at face value is kind of okay of like oh that's sad for them on a personal level but also there's kind of a, just kind of a whole whole oh wasn't the 50s great side of it which mm -hmm. which uh, mm -hmm. which is difficult mm -hmm. to pass out because I, I don't know if you've heard it but oh the 50s weren't that great for like most people it was, but, it was pretty that's the question jamie was martin luther car a thing <laughs> <laughs> like, did that exist was there like a malcolm tesla x whoever can know <laughs> none of this makes any goddamn but, sense yeah, jamie how could it there outside... be 1950 if there was no christ to take zero from it's complete and utter nonsense but Taken outside of the context of the Cars universe, I'd still just, I've, I don't know. I was watching it and thinking, oh, this is kind of sweet. But also, like, what is Pixar trying to say here? Is Pixar trying to say that that the 50s were great in human life, not what, in, in car what, life? What is, I think, what we'll get into this later about, like, my bigger issues, other than just, like, nothing makes sense anymore and we're going to die issues. But, like... The thing this is closest to in any other Pixar film is um, the Jessie sequence in Toy Story 2, where Jessie finds yes. out that she's kind of... When Jessie talks about how she was abandoned. I and mean, it's very much like that. A lot of sepia tones, sort of like, you know, sad music in the background getting played as the town becomes poor and stuff. And, like, it kind of brings me to the kind of my biggest issue with the film as a non-American, which is I think this film is so, like, is so deeply to its core American that I'm surprised it did well in any other market. Like, I know it's about talking cars, but, like, 
<laughs> Philosophically, like, it is about America. It's about Route 66, but it's about, like, small-town America and Hicks and all this kind of stuff. And, like, I can't really care. Like, as Alyssa said, sure, this is sad, but, like, the interstate means that, like, I don't know, if you had to go drive to see your mother who was dying, rather than having to take a 15-hour route, you could take a 5-hour route. That's the difference in, like, what an interstate allows us to do, and it wants us to make... They think the interstate is bad, and like I just yeah, it's it's almost as if some modern conveniences make life more convenient and therefore are yeah. useful additions to life. Um, anyway, so yeah, they we they get that little sad sequence, and clearly Lightning McQueen's coming around a little bit. Um, uh, and then he does he finishes, a nice he he decides he to fix the, the town. Yeah, he, he finishes the road, and then he before he leaves decides to like help all the little businesses out so he goes oh, to the, the yeah, tire yeah. shop and and he gets gets new tires and oh he goes to i forgot we, we've got fucking george carlin is in this fucking film playing a vw uh, van <laughs> like yeah, a hippie yeah. vw van um so he goes to the hippie vw van and gets his natural oils man it's so much mm-hmm, better mm-hmm. Yeah. um and uh, yeah so he goes and visits all the businesses and then as uh the the sexy lady car the Porsche is coming back into town he's like oh but I forgot one final thing and he goes and they switch on all the neon lights and so it's back to back to its heyday uh, and, and all so, it took was one customer, one customer. That means they could have turned on the lights at any point in time, except they didn't <laughs> want to because they didn't have one customer. This makes no goddamn sense. Also, Jamie, how does he pay for things? How does the economy in the world of car works? <laughs> what do they trade for goods and services? Think about it, Jamie. If he is fed, and which they show in the film, he is fed by a gas pump, which goes into a normal gas nozzle. Why does he have a tongue? Why does the car have a mouth if it and doesn't teeth. eat that way? He, he has makes, full on like uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. Sense creepy teeth exactly it's jamie it's completely nonsensical what is the economy based on anyway going back to this that's fine at this point the paparazzi show up we kind of we showed at the beginning yeah. that everyone was when the mac the truck showed up at the uh, racetrack in california again house california built who cares um and it shows that there's nothing inside everyone's like oh no this is a statewide emergency who's stolen Lightning McQueen blah 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 they find them at this point I'm not sure why it took them this long to find them but sure uh, well no we we are told uh, that uh, which oh, we'll right. get so basically they they take him away um, mm. very very quickly they get him in the car his agent's like you have to get him right now or you're not going to be able to talk to Dynotech and he gets him uh, and everyone's sad and then one of the reporters comes over to Doc and says uh, are you Doc Thanks for the tip. So it's clear uh, that Doc was the person that called them. Um, and uh, the Porsche is like, what the fuck is that? And she's like, hey, he was like, hey, it's better for us this way. He was bad for this town because um, he's a grumpy old man, uh, oh, except he wow. immediately changes his mind between now and when we next see him. And we don't sure. learn why. Well, um, Mater didn't, didn't get to say goodbye. So they're back at the didn't race. Get to say goodbye. And they're kind of running. Uh, Mac, the truck, played by John Ratzenberger, is going to need to uh, be his entire crew. I'm not sure how he's going to do that because he's a giant truck. But sure, whatever. It's just <laughs> uh, the three of them racing in yeah. NASCAR. That's going to be real boring. But again, sure. Whatever. They're in the middle of the race. It's going okay. But he keep. But the chick, the truck, who now has a, a new... So he... Obviously, we've got Lightning McQueen. And he yeah. now goes by Thunder. There's and a, he has a new catchphrase, which is like, Kaplinka! Yeah. Basically, at the beginning of the film, Liney makes a joke saying, "Cool, he's like, hey, Thunder. And he's like, why are you calling me that? And he goes, because Thunder always follows Lightning. I'm not sure why he appropriated that and tried to make yes, it a why, cool why thing. why he thought that was a good thing. Yeah, um, but sure. Um, 
Yeah, so um, he uh, he keeps bumping into lightning and, and stopping him from going. Uh, he's not bumping into the king, weirdly. He doesn't care about like the guy no. who's actually winning. Um, sure. But at this point, uh, he lightning is struggling and he looks over and he sees Doc, who is talking to him through a headset how do how can he hear him what does what that doesn't make sense but okay um but yeah doc has turned up and said hey oh. i had you need you need a pit chief and also mater didn't get say goodbye and the mater goes sure. okay bye bye okay i'm done um yeah. which is kind of fun we've also missed sorry i know we've been trying to do this a bit quickly but very important <laughs> this is explicitly explicitly called the largest event in racing history right and explicitly, we are told that there are 200,000 people in attendance at this race. Now, I want you to think about this, Jamie. 200,000. I want you to think of the biggest stadium you've ever been into in your life, which maybe at a push has a capacity of 100,000. 200,000 yeah. people is insane. Now, I want you to think of a stadium that had the capacity for 200,000 cars. Yeah, no, How so big I'm, is- I'm, I'm, I'm trying to look up the average size of a car. <laughs> exactly, Jamie. Two hundred thousand. A car, on average, can probably fit at least four people inside, Jamie. That means the stadium would have to be the big enough to like house eight hundred thousand people. How big is the stadium? How do they build the stadium? How do they know they would ever need a stadium this big if this is the largest event ever ever happened? None of those smoke concerns. Anyway, one, one sec. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm figuring this out. So the average length of a car is about four thousand millimeters, which is four hundred centimeters. Four meters. meters. Uh, four meters and 1.7 meters wide. So four times 1.7 makes the average area of a car yeah. 6.8 square meters. meters. Times that by 200,000 uh, and you get uh, 1,336,000 square meters. What is the, uh, let's say, for example, the uh, size of London? Um, if I so if it's one million uh one million three hundred sixty thousand meters square meters that makes it one hundred and thirty six no thirteen thousand thirteen thousand six hundred square kilometers that's how much space would be needed just for the cars mm-hmm. would be thirteen thousand <laughs> square kilometers exactly for just the cars ignoring. This is the biggest event that ever happened. How would they have built the stadium? But physically, this would be the size of a like medium-sized city, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> just to fit all these contact cars in it. One second. The size of London, come on, give me, uh, is, is 1,500 square kilometers. Right. So this stadium is 10 times the size of London. Exactly. It's completely nonsensical. <laughs> it irates me because I'll get into it later. Anyway. Oh, you g- know what? You've got to feel really bad for the guy in the cheap seats in the stadium <laughs> that's 10 times the size of London. <laughs> Imagine like charging someone to be like, okay, so we're doing this uh, football game in Arsenal and uh, you can be uh, all the way out in uh, just Reading. You can be in Reading. <laughs> like, that's, that's basically the equivalent. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... Um, <laughs> uh, so the Hudson Hornet turns up and everyone's like, oh my God, that's the Hudson Hornet. And he acts as the pit chief. Uh, he, come, he comes in, gets refueled, and the guy just goes, you can do it, kid. And that's it. Um, yeah. 
He comes in one more time. We get uh, what is actually quite a sweet sequence, which is Luigi getting to uh, do a do a pit change, changing the tires. All the other cars are like, oh, look at that little pipsqueak. What are you going to do? You're going to spit shine him? And then he does it super quick. Uh, and they yeah. needed to. There was a oh, it's so fucking boring, but there was a uh, pace car because there'd been an accident. Uh, so he needed to come in to get fixed. And if he doesn't get out in front of the pace car, then he's going to be a lap behind them. So he gets out in time in front of the pace car. And we go into the final little bit uh, where we're in the last lap. Sure. He's got a, He gets pushed off again. And this is where we learn that he learns how to drift. He gets pushed off. And instead of turning left into mm-hmm. the skid, uh, he turns away from the skid. And that helps him drift, which cool. Sure. Sure. great also it's it, it yeah it treats it like drifting is a great like i don't know if you know this DK. but drifting is a really inefficient way of taking any corner ever it's uh, super slow jamie let me tell you about a little film called the fast and furious tokyo drift and a little guy called dk that's right who the drift king have i seen oh, are you gonna say donkey kong <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so he learns to drift he gets back on track for the last race uh, for the last lap and he's leading he's yeah. way out in front but this time, uh, Chick or Crack or whatever his name is, um, he's like, "I'm not gonna come. I'm not gonna come behind you this time again." To yeah. the king, so he smashes uh, into hits him. him, smashes into the king. The king flips over, gets into a big crash. Lightning McQueen sees that. He's like, "Oh shit! No, I remember the Hudson Hornet. He had a crash. I'm gonna go and help him." So he stops just short of the line. Chuck crosses the line. He goes back and he pushes the king over the line. He's saying, "Hey, gotta have you finish your last race." Um, and it's a sweet end of the movie. Yeah. We get the Dinotech people come in and go, uh, the, the classic, um, oh, oh, what is the line they fucking use? It's a, such a cliche line um, of like, there's, oh, there's like, more to, there's more to racing than winning or something to that effect. No, like, no. They, what they say to him is like, oh, why don't you come over and work with us or something? Oh, fuck. I can't sure. remember what they say, but it's really a come ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yes, um, come be, but yeah. Um, and and he's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it turns out he instead goes and he starts up his uh, race company in Radiator Springs so that they can get revitalized. And he sends a Ferrari to Luigi's shop, played mm. by real life F1 driver Michael Schumacher, which yeah. is fun. Um, yeah, very cool. And uh, and then we get the credits. Now, Let's dear listeners. No, before we talk about this movie, dear listeners, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. might have thought that this Jesus was a Christ. fucking Tom Hanks podcast. And you might think we haven't mentioned Tom Hanks yet. That's weird. And that's because he's not in this fucking movie. He's in the credits. Oh, so as the, cred- what as you, the fucking... What are, you, what are you fucking talking about, motherfucker? You mean to say he's not in the movie? You mean to say actually most people watching this movie would never have any idea that Tom Hanks was in this movie? You mean they would yeah, have left they would the theatres before? They would have left the theatres before Tom Hanks was in this movie? This is not a Tom Hanks movie, is what you're saying? And there's no way of knowing this if you don't want to spoil yourself. Before you watch the movie, IMDb lied to you? Yeah, Jamie, we just found out some real shit right now. Yeah, so uh, there's a sequence of them all. They build up a uh, drive-in movie theater. Well, obviously, all all movie theaters in this universe would be drive-in. They're watching uh, movies, and the first movie that they watch is is the first one, the the Toy Story one. Yeah, yeah. So I think the first one they watch is Toy toy car story and it cuts and there is a woody car and a buzz car, and and Tom Hanks goes, "You are a toy car." Um, and then they they sort of carry on that scene for like thirty seconds, um, 
with them as cars and that's it that's fucking tom hanks in this movie it's fucking infuriating anyway but the point of that is that then they cut to ham who is also played by john ratzenberg uh and uh mac the truck goes hey who's that guy playing the pig he seems great and then they shoot thank you um then they show a bug car life um or a car bug's life whatever uh which John Raxenberg plays another character. And so they show another character. And he's like, oh, that that guy who plays the fat uh, caterpillar. Oh, he seems like a well-trained thespian. Yeah. And then they cut to another movie. I can't remember uh-huh. what the last one is, uh, where John Raxenberg plays. And he goes, hey, they're just reusing the same actor over and over yeah. again. That's really boring. Uh, which is like kind of a funny joke, that, that, uh-huh. that sequence. But it's fucking infuriating because this is a Tom Hanks podcast and Tom Hanks is literally not in this fucking film. It, it's, it's, and I cannot begin to say how, how deeply, 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 deeply irritating I found this. And especially Alyssa who like, because like about 20 minutes from the end, I was like, damn it, I need to find out who actually Tom Hanks played in this movie. I'm just going to look it up and, it, 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 like, sure. And I looked it up and I was like, oh, well, this is going to be really pissed because she watched, was watching this with me. And again, neither of us had ever seen this film before. And she gets to the last 20 minutes and she's like, are you actually telling me Tom Hanks is in the last 20 minutes of this film? And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And then we get to the last 10 minutes and she's like, is Tom Hanks that, like, is, is Tom Hanks that helicopter? And I'm like, ha, 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 ha. And then she's like, okay, last five minutes here, Al. Last five minutes. Where's Tom Hanks? And I'm like, just wait. And then the movie ended. And then as these kind of, you know, things try and do, it, of course, uh, took me away from the credits. Uh, naturally, yes. these these services never want you to watch the credits because they don't like, uh, I don't know, you picking proper attention to the people who put a lot of hard work into this. But sure, which means that as Disney Plus intends, you will never, ever, ever, <laughs> ever, ever see this cameo. And Unless you specifically click on the thing that allows you to see the credits of this film. Oh my fucking god. You then click on the thing. Again, it's so bloody infuriating. And you watch it. And and I just, I just, look Tom Hanks. Like, it wasn't even the credits. Alyssa went through the credits. Because it's not even at the beginning of the credits. It's towards the end of the credits. And she went yeah. through the entire cast. And she read through everybody's name. And she went, Tom Hanks isn't in this film now. And I went, just wait. And then Tom <laughs> Hanks showed up. And then he showed up, yeah. Yeah, I, I I had a similar experience where the film ended and I was like, oh, fuck. I mean, I, sometimes I don't like pay a huge amount of attention to films and so I have to watch them again. And I was like, oh, shit, am I going to have to do that this time? Because I, mm-hmm. you know, I felt like I was paying attention and I feel like I would have. I even knew he was playing the Woody car. Like I knew I'd seen that on the, yeah, the IMDb. Yeah. So I was like, did I miss it? Like, surely I didn't miss it. Like, I, I find I was looking at my phone like a couple times but surely i didn't just miss tom hanks and yeah mm. and then it came up and i was like oh, oh i'm so angry anyway let's talk about cars uh for people who um don't know we uh, rate this on three different ratings we give uh the movie a rating out of five we give tom hanks's performance a rating out of five uh and then we do the tom hanks dick meter how much of a dick is tom hanks's character in this movie and oh boy howdy do i think i know what that's gonna be um and then we decide whether it goes in the Hanks Bank. Of course, the collection of TV shows and movies we're going to show to the aliens to prove our words and to join the United States of Space. So, this movie, I... Firstly, my main issue with this movie is it's too fucking long. Like, this movie is almost two fucking hours long. That's ridiculous. Like, Pixar movies aren't long anyway, and this is not... Like, this is not a Pixar movie that needs to be longer because it's a movie that they made to fucking sell toys, and that's fine. And it was definitely... Like a distinctly more kiddie film, yeah. I think 
that was what I sort of got confused. I sort of went into this thinking at the beginning, I was like, I'll give this a fair shake. Like, I know it's a kitty sort of film, but I was like 13 when this came out. So I was probably at the sort of age where I was thinking, oh, no, I don't want to watch kids films anymore. So I probably had that idea going into it. And I think it probably got a decent amount of marketing for that. But I think that was probably more the case for Cars 2 and 3. Maybe in this first one, it was actually a decent attempt. And so I watched it. And the first half an hour, even though I think the first half an hour should be shorter, I enjoyed. I liked the the showing the car racing. And like a lot of the visuals in this film are really good. The fucking soundtrack to this movie is phenomenal. The songs they use are great. They have like Life is a Highway. That's great. Like a really fun song. The songs, like with most Pixar films, the soundtrack is good. And so the first half an hour, it felt like, oh, this doesn't feel that kidsy. And then the second two thirds are a little more kidsy, but they're not. It's like it's trying to strike a balance of still going to be interesting to adults, like showing some more like car based jokes that adults are going to get. And then also fart jokes that kids are going to find funny. But it doesn't it doesn't seem to me like a kid's movie. Like it it's it just other than like the message being of like, oh, you shouldn't be a dickhead, which is sort of a shallow uh, message for it that you would expect in a kid's movie. But yeah, I the le- obviously the whole movie doesn't make sense, but like we can make fun of that for the entertainment of the podcast. It's also just a fucking film about a bunch of cars. It's fun to make fun of, but I don't particularly hold that against it. What I do hold against it is that it is too long and there aren't enough funny moments and that the emotional moments are so shallow and sometimes a little bit off color and confusing that I like, I cared about Luigi. I, that is my main, I will, I care about Luigi. He's great. I love him. I got legitimately like when he got his big moment, I was like, Oh yeah, you go. Um, but other than that, I don't care. I like, I don't like Lightning McQueen. He's a cunt. He's such a prick in this movie. And he doesn't really come like, he, he doesn't really show character growth to me he shows a character switch he's like he's a dick for ages and then he's just suddenly not uh what do you think about this movie i'm gonna preface this by with a couple of caveats right um i really do love pixar movies um especially pixar movies which come sort of around this uh era you know which i i find very interesting um uh you know, films which you get a little bit after this, you're getting Up, you're getting Ratatouille, you're getting Wally, like, you're getting some really, like, classy stuff. And before this, you have, like, The Incredibles. So I, I, I do love Pixar movies. I think it's just this thing. The second thing I have to say is, like, there was a saying, or, like, this kind of apocryphal story, which goes, like, when you are talking about um, Superman or something, adults are like, how can Superman fly? But every kid knows how Superman can fly. It's because he's Superman. And, like, that's yeah. to kind of say that, like, to some extent, adults always try and look for, like, logic in stories when you don't really, like, you don't really need to write them into your stories. Like, to some extent, if you're watching a Superman film, like, you, you just know Superman can fly because he's Superman. Like, you don't, you don't need to go into, like, the mechanics of it. When movies try and, like, spend all their time um, tr- trying to justify the world, often that doesn't work. And I can understand that, and this film doesn't do that. And... You know, something I wish I say that works incredibly well in is something like Toy Story. Toy Story never once, and all the three movies I've seen, and I've been saving number four for us watching it, so that'll be the first time I watch it, but like. Same. Toy Story never bothers to explain how toys are alive and how toys can think. It never bothers to explain the story of the tolls, and that's all fine. That makes sense to me. Because the rest of the world 
kind of makes sense, right? The rest of the world in Toy Story is still the normal world. It's not like there's magic and stuff, and that's fine. It, it, they're just, the toys are alive. Even in a more recent film, like Onwards, like, it doesn't really matter. And I, I think this actually is a fault of Onwards, but, like, Onwards spends way too much time at the beginning trying to justify the world. Then, like, hey, this world has magic in it. It used to be more magical and fancy. Now it's the modern world. And, like, you don't need all that. Just show me it's the modern world, and I can assume, because there are orcs and stuff, that it used to be magical. This does film... that make does that make Toy Story uh, the world's greatest piece of magic realist fiction? Yeah, kind of. Well, it definitely is magical <laughs> realism, right? Like it yeah. is a it is the normal world, but with this magical conceit at the centre of it, and like it never bothers to explain it. it. It is just out there, like some really, really, really weird Gabriel Garcia Marquez like novel. <laughs> I guess sure, why not? Like weirder than that, but like okay. This fucking film, I, I, I know it's I know it's petty, and I know I know there are like loads of artists who work on this, and like who would just be like, it's a film about talking cars, and that's fine. But so much of this film is built on references to our world, despite it being in a world that is not at all like our world, because it is ruled by sentient cars. That I am spending the entire movie going, how the fuck does any of this work how does the economy work how do they pay for things how do they drill there are sometimes things up on walls that i'm like how do they reach that thing on the wall they don't have hands they are cars how is that thing in the wall that makes no sense how do they get the height up how does how do they go left how they go like we got to the gas pump and listen what how do they get the gas pump in them because at least that made sense they hit a thing and then suddenly the gas pump went in but that makes no sense why do they have a tongue why do they have teeth why is there california how can as i have said how can there be a california unless you have immigrants coming across from america like at least okay again this is insane but compared to something like zootopia or zootropolis depending on what country you're in right which i think is a great that film has different names yeah it's uh it's either zootropolis in the uk or zootopia in the uk it's one of the two i don't know why there's a difference um but uh like that is a film in which they live in a completely, like, magical world, right? Like, animals can talk, and, like, in the past, animals used to fight each other, blah, 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 but now they live in Zootropolis and all that kind of stuff. That's fine. And you want to know why that's fine? Because it's not the real world. It is an imaginary world. It is. I have no problem with that whatsoever. Like, they they live in Zootropolis. It's fantastic. And if they just... If it wasn't California, but California, with, a, with an R, I, I could accept it as a funny pun, which... I, sure doesn't make a whole lot of sense but like whatever but specifically they live in the real world causes like and it, it, it's not like me. in in zootropolis they uh just randomly start referencing the fall of the berlin wall or anything yes, like no, that definitely like how in zootropia like they don't ever say the year and if they did i'm sure they would have like a reference in there to it being like i don't know like 1952 but like um a B D, like after Bunny Day or something like that, right? They would have a joke. There was a room for a joke in there, but instead, there's all this kind of stupid stuff with like the Pixar theory that all the Pixar films are kind of put in the same world, blah blah blah. But I have to assume that like at some point in this universe, all humans died and cars became sentient, or maybe, or maybe we cannot know that humans made the cars sentient and the cars killed them because this is the only thing that makes sense in this world that like the humans <laughs> killed. Like, the cards killed everybody and they are just living in the remains of our corpses. This is a problem I, for me. I would like to say that it is probably Jay Leno's fault. Because we yeah, know that I, Jay Leno famously does like cars. Yeah, so I could easily see Jay Leno trying to make a sentient version of himself mm-hmm. as a limo. But yeah. Jay Leno's also a bit of an idiot. Probably fucked it up a little bit. Yeah. Jay Limo starts the car revolution. So or like, the car revolution as it's known. And I... 
So to, to, to move away... From, okay, the only other thing is, like, I don't really understand, like you with Betty, I don't understand the levels of sentience within this world. I don't understand why, like, tractors are cows, but they are still cars, and, like, cars are people. And, like, planes, though. Planes are still people, too, I think. This is all confusing to me. It makes so, so much little sense. But that's okay. That's okay. That's okay. That's just me. That's me. That's not... A, I, I would say to a point, that's not a legitimate criticism, other than if you're going into, like, an overly deep film theory way, where you could talk about the way in which, like... This film's reliance upon meta, like a meta understanding of our world, is like whatever. But it's just sure. a bit lazy writing. Yeah, sure. Like it's the answer is it's magic. That's the answer to all of those, right? It's magic as a kid's film, whatever. Magical universe, sure. I think other things have done this better. Like I think Troy does better. I, I definitely think Zootopia is probably the the the, the more one to one equivalent of like it's a society like ours, and yet the things aren't people; they are like animals or cars or whatever. Sure, that's fine. I had the op- talking about the actual film, like I had the opposite thing to you, where I actually preferred the latter half of this movie to the beginning half of this movie because weirdly, like once it got out of the racing, like I was kind of like, okay, well, like I can sort of I buy these as people a bit more, right? Like when they're just in this small town, I'm like, okay, the, I kind of like the jokes here a bit better. I sort of like the setting a bit better. It kind of makes sense to me, like sure. When it gets to kind of the cities, I'm like, the, the all my stupid anxieties about like. Not even logic, but just like how the shit does any of this work, which overpowered the rest of the film for me. Take over. I don't like Owen Wilson is fine in this. Like, like sure, I like y- yeah. Like it, it, the, the, it does. He he's going exactly for what they need for that role, which is he's an arrogant wanker and he works for that well. I just don't like sure. the character itself, no. especially when like I guess by the end of the film he's likable sure and then in the second and third films he's probably he doesn't have that arc he starts yeah. out as as the likable character but like if you're trying to make a marketable film where you can use, sell merchandise why would you want your main character to be a prick for two-thirds of the film yeah it's just I, uh, well, he's, well, I, I don't like so, it so let's compare it to another um pixar movie with a with a character who's a prick for two-thirds of the film right <gasps> let's compare it to up which I, I think is, for me, is, like, is a master. I was talking to Liz about this today. Like, I genuinely think Up is, like, one of my favourite films of all time. And I think it should really be considered, like, a, primarily a piece of art, right? Like, I think it is beautiful. I think the story is lovely. I think the performances are great. All that kind of stuff. There are jokes in Cars that feel to me way more on the kind of DreamWorks spectrum of, like, aimed at adults. And not necessarily with a kind heart. And that, which is uncommon, I think, for a lot of Pixar films, which do have the kind heart. But things like the Porsche car having a tramp stamp is a joke which like I, is it like is that for children like like do, do children know or care what a tramp stamp is like like is that a joke to make like oh this this car had like a the funner sluttier youth like is any of that like but why like why is that joke in there other than to like kind of weirdly sexualize a car in a way that is uncomfortable and i don't think for kids Oh, ow, what do you mean, weirdly sexualize a car? Have you never looked at a Porsche and just wanted to fucking come? <laughs> Jamie, you're right. Uh, I, unlike you, have never owned a car, and therefore I, unlike you, have never masturbated in a car. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I apologize. <laughs> it's 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 really bad that I did have to consider for a second whether that was untrue. <laughs> um <laughs> And also, having said that, like, I actually think Porsches are really ugly cars. I don't sure. like them at all. But no, anyway. No, no. <laughs> but, like, I just I just don't think, like, I, I think that joke is kind of emblematic of, like, 
quite a few jokes in it where like the stuff I like sorry the stuff I like best in this film is like the character of Luigi and his little sidekick right where it's this kind of like it's largely visual humor sure he's like he's a funny Italian car but like you know it's fun it's kiddie it's 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 more pure and like it's actually genuinely funny the stuff I don't like is you're right the Lightning McQueen stuff where like He's this JD character, blah, 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 blah. And whereas a film like The Incredible, like The Incredibles 1, necessarily The Incredibles 2, deals with a lot of, like, adult issues and adult themes. But it, it does so with, like, a, I don't know, a, a, what feels like actual love for the characters and, like, puts actual gravitas on those things. Where this film is just about, like, an arsehole who, like, is an adult and treats the world in an adult way, but, like, in some ways, the viewpoint of the film, I think, is 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 not kind enough in, in a way that, like, I actually like. Like, the, the kindness, I guess... And then this comes to the last thing, which is, like, the actual, like, philosophical viewpoint of the film, which is, like, one... So break it down to this way. One, cars are great. Two, small-town America is disappearing, and that's a very bad thing. And three, like... Um, you know, like, it, don't don't be racist, essentially. Like, well, sure, don't, but be, don't, don't be car racist. Like, largely against white like i don't know against like rural white communities sure yeah. okay like um but like to kind of take on the two main things which is like one cars are good <laughs> and this is a very <laughs> philosophical point to take against it um like don't get me wrong i used to love uh, i love watching top gear all that kind of stuff like i i think if you love cars absolutely fair enough but but like the amount yeah of- baby they go but, vroom vroom sure but on a on the sense of like cars are an economic tool and like as a tool to enable people to like live like better economic lives and sure fair enough and even as like i'm sure they are fun like fun to drive and all that kind of stuff i'm sure great too cars are also mass pollutants in a world in which <laughs> like everyone is a car did, did, did greenhouse gases kill everyone all the humans i don't know but the, i the film like loves cars in a way with like with no comment on actual like impact of cars and stuff and like I'm a, I'm a little. Now. It was, a, a, little it was a different time. It was 2005, maybe 2006. Who knows? Yeah, uh, yeah <laughs> and, who knows? You know, we'd only partially destroyed the planet by that point. Yeah, you know, we were, it was a naive time. That's true. And the other thing is like, so then back to the other thing, which is like the disappearance of small town America. You know, hey, the internet, big cities, blah 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 blah. I just think as like a non-American, or or maybe even more importantly, not from a small town American. Like I, I you know like there's there's less romanticism for that sure um whereas of course i will say small villages in rural england are fantastic and should be held onto and they are they are an institution that we should make sure we are protecting oh well done yeah yeah, of course of course and that's why brexit (laughs) um (laughs) we're uh, gonna bring back coaling to the north it's gonna be great (laughs) (laughs) that was great right yes it's obviously i have a lot of issues with the film some I think more valid than others. Like the the valid <laughs> stuff was in the middle, surrounded by a lot of invalid yes, stuff. Yeah, but I, I, yeah. As I say, I don't think the um, the unrealism of the world bothered me as much uh, as it did you. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I still did not. Into, I think I I was disappointed because I really went. I really yeah. tried. I was thinking I'm going to go into this with such an open mind. I really mm. think I might enjoy this. I think it probably got a bad rap because it would you know because of Cars sure. two and three. Maybe this first one is good. Mm. Then I saw it was now 56 minutes, and then I saw that the first half of first act one was 30 fucking minutes. And like, I've, I've always, I, you know, I love a good solid 90 minute film. 90 minute There's films nothing best films. better. I agree. Um, but this film just has has no right being as long as it is, no. especially when so little happens and when the message of it is mm-hmm. so shallow. Jamie. Um, and so I was really disappointed. I'd give this a two, I think. 
Can I um, suggest, before I get my rating, that uh, from now on, if a film comes in under 100 minutes, even if we don't like it, even if we give it a bad rating, we give it the special merit badge for being under 100 minutes. 100 <laughs> Absolutely. Minutes. Cool, cool. Um, I'm 100%. Glad that. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to see many of those in the no, no, we're, we're, we're winter entering action star Tom Hanks, as you've oh, said. These are all going to be two hours and terrible. Yeah. Um, as we enter the kind of era of dad action movies. Uh, yeah, I give this movie two as well. Like, here's the thing. I, I'm sure I'd actually give it more if I hadn't had to watch this for a Tom Hanks film. Uh, this is a Tom Hanks film, uh, but because because I can't unfortunately like take it, my experience away from waiting to see Tom Hanks. Uh, yeah, two stars. Uh, speaking of the lovely Tom Hanks, I'm going to give him a fucking zero. I no, but I don't care. I don't even care what his performance was like. Fuck you. You shouldn't have decided to do it. Zero. Yeah, like. Yeah, zero. Like it's 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 uh, that that is specifically give... the review of a Tom Hanks podcaster watching this film as as an actual joke. I think it's quite smart and nice. I like the the references to sure. other Pixar films, and I like the John Ratzenberg sure. like like little homage. That's great and lovely. But fuck you, I do a Tom yeah. Hanks podcast. Having been punished, I think for um for for watching this film as a Tom Hanks film, I think unfortunately zero. Which brings, of course, to the Tom Hanks dick meter. Uh, to which I say seven. Or to which I say, Tom Hanks, Ooh. you need to stop putting things on IMDb, which you're only in for one second. Wow, you are taking it all the way up to a seven. I know that, I mean, previously these have normally been, um, you know, it was supposed to be the Tom Hanks character in this, how much of a dick he is. And recently oh, we have oh. just started to use it as a punishment for Tom <laughs> Hanks when we're angry with him. Um, and so I agree, I'm going to give him a six. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Okay, so um, does this go in your so, Hanks bank? No, no, it doesn't go in my Hanks bank. Yeah, nah, I'm okay. Yeah. Oh, there was a pause there. Oh, this oh, very cyclical, bringing it back. Oh shit! I forgot my callback. I forgot to mention babies. Mm-hmm. Um, did you notice when you start up this film that it says rated zero plus? They say that this film is explicitly allowed straight out the womb, baby. As oh, soon as you depart a woman's body, you are allowed to watch this film. And you are allowed to judge women for having back tattoos. All right, babies, we know that if your mom has a tramp stamp, she's a hoe. That's what this film wants to teach you, and that your mum's down to clown, all right? Because that's how this weird film views women and female cuts. Woo! So, uh, of course, when we don't put something in our Hanks bank, uh, we have to decide what's going to save humanity this week. Uh, if this film, we cannot present it to the aliens to stop them from killing us one more week because, well, we're taking a little bit long doing this. Um, then we need to present them something else to satiate their needs. What are you going to present to the aliens this week, dear Alexander? Uh, so a rogue suggestion, uh, only because I watched it for the first time uh, this week, uh, The Departed. That's right. I want to see a film with great actors. I want to see a film where I got Leonardo DiCaprio and Poppin' Pills, where I got Matt Damon doing his uh, best Southie accent. I want some Martin Sheen. I want some Mark Wahlberg. That's right. I want uh, Jack Nicholson. I want Jack Nicholson in this baby. I want Jack Nicholson just chewing on the scenery. Just just got it in his mouth and he's just jumping down. That's right. Do you want to know the concept, Jamie? Well, the concept is this. There is uh, that Matt Damon plays a mole inside the Boston. I mean, I, mean, I, I have seen the film. Sure, but, but plays a mole inside on. the Boston police, police department. Leonardo DiCaprio is a mole inside the criminal organization. They're both hunting for each other. And oh my God, is it a fun time for a film? Yeah, no, that's a great film. Um, I uh, have decided to put in uh, the uh, real-world version of Cars, uh, which is obviously Le Mans 66. It's basically the exact same fucking movie. It's all about uh, how great America is and how 
sometimes people are dicks, but they can learn to be better yeah. people. Um, there's also weird, fun changes between the American version and the British version because it's called Le Mans 66 over here, but it's called Ford versus, Ford versus Ferrari, Ferrari over there yeah. because that they care about Ford versus Ferrari because it makes it sound like America's great. Woo, let's yeah, go. Well, whereas Mans, we don't really is... care about that, whereas we've yeah. heard of Le Mans. Um, yeah. So, because yeah. And, and you know what? You can watch Christian Bale doing a Cockney accent and you can go, what the fuck? Christian Bale's English? And then you can look it up and go, no, he's actually Welsh. And you can go through a real weird spiral of thoughts in, the, in over the course of 20 seconds. So I, um, so genuinely, unironically, I do love Ford vs. Ferrari, which is what I saw it as, but obviously Le Mans 66. I think it's a really good film. I think you should yeah, watch it. No, I really enjoyed it. absolutely great until the last scene. I really don't like the last scene, but other than that, great film. I'll I'll ask you off air to remind because I've just recommended sure. people to watch it. I don't remember what the last scene is, so I'll ask you about that after the podcast. Uh, but of course, uh, now that we've saved humanity for one more week by presenting them Le Mans and The Departed, all of us and the Baby Yodas, uh, we're going to sit down and watch those movies together, and it's going to be totally inappropriate, but it's fine. Um, so of course, you can follow us at Jamie P. Locks and at Al underscore Seeds underscore Stuff uh, and uh, at uh, Hank's Bank Pod. Fuck, I forgot our own fucking podcast uh, Twitter. You can of course rate and review us on itunes you can do all those fun stuff what else can they do alexander all right you bunch of fools you've been stuck indoors for too long you're going crazy you've started eating your cats that's right you skin them slowly and you ate your cats now what you gotta do next well very simple guys you need to start hacking and when i say hacking i mean to hacking into other people's phones and downloading every single one of our podcasts so they fall in love with us too that's right you gotta love a nice simple bit of podcast hackery we're gonna do this and you're gonna make it nice and good make sure you listen to our favorite episodes my favorite episode of course uh would have to be the lost episode so try and find <laughs> <laughs> lost episode uh please guys do uh and then outside of that uh, of course i do love uh and as i always say my favorite episode is probably the uh whatchamacallit the episode I, I always recommend um the oh blood brothers but not blood brothers um band blood of brothers, brothers. Band of Brothers. Brothers episode. Uh, instead, I'm going to recommend uh the Castaway episode. I think that's a really good bit of uh, critique in there. Um, I'm of course going to uh, recommend our uh, two worst episodes the two slowing it down episodes if you want to listen to two white men say numbers for 45 minutes go check those ones out Uh, now of course as we come to the end of this episode of course I've talked about uh, the virtues of a 90 minute film and that is exactly why we're going to stop here and make this a 90 minute podcast Uh, we're pretty close to that I don't know I have to do a little bit of editing maybe we'll be around that whatever who fucking cares for me Jamie and my co-host that's one more episode in the bank wow 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 Wow. we we showed great restraint not doing that through the whole fucking podcast wow kapow